0: Welcome to Cureleaf, a medical marijuana dispensary. Whether you're a long-time patient or you're just getting acquainted with this incredible plant, Cureleaf of Pennsylvania is honored to guide you along your medical marijuana journey. Visit us soon at our new State College location. Dustin Hawkinsmith here from Penn Live. I've got your Penn State talking points for Tuesday, July 5th. And it's really just one big talking point now as we reflect on the past four or five days. And the big news from Thursday of last week, that USC and UCLA will be joining the Big Ten for the 2024-2025 season. This was a bombshell report. It moved quickly. There were grumblings of it, an early report on Thursday from John Wilner from the San Jose Mercury News wasn't long after that that several other media outlets, ESPN, The Athletic, um, confirmed that news, and then even later that evening, it was announced from all sides that the Big Ten was making this really unprecedented move to go across the country and add two teams from the Pacific 12 Conference. These are two prestigious programs. It'll, it'll be a couple years before they enter the league. Looks like all sports maybe with the exception of beach volleyball will be included as part of this package. This is not a football only situation. Uh, It's another big shot of life. I think to the uh, ever changing realignment landscape of all of college athletics, but especially college football. As you pivot, you look at what's next for the big 10 conference. Start there. There are some conflicting early reports about what could happen next. Uh, Some reports suggest that the Big Ten is ready to stand pat. They go from 14 to 16 members with the move to add USC and UCLA. Big question is, how much further are they willing to go? Are we going into an era of college athletics where there will be a couple super conferences? Right now, it would look like the Big Ten and the SEC are certainly on their way to that. Uh, On the other side of it, there are some reports that suggest that Oregon or Washington from the Pac-12 or Notre Dame perhaps to be able to pry that program from its independent status hasn't ever happened before a lot of uh, divisions there's been a lot of overtures to try to get Notre Dame to move past its independent status and join up with the conference it did that in 2020 in football because of the pandemic and and the dire straits of that situation they compete in the ACC in other Olympic sports so it seems to make sense that the ACC uh, would be involved in that as well but the big 10 certainly would be a good fit on both sides, Duke and North Carolina are another good examples from the ACC uh, of teams that would make sense for the Big 10. As of right now, there isn't a lot of movement on this front. Not that you would expect it necessarily a few days after one bombshell announcement, but it does seem to be trending in that direction that the Big 10 wouldn't be done. There's just nothing concrete out there yet as far as what they might do next, but a lot of different opinions out there as far as what they should do next. Uh, what we do know, as we look ahead to what's next for college football at large, this seems to expedite the process of moving toward those super conferences to go to twenty or twenty-four teams to reshape the entire power structure away from that power five and group of five concept to really maybe just a power two concept and who fits in and who doesn't. Welcome to Cureleaf, a medical marijuana dispensary. Whether you're a longtime patient Uh, What we do know coming out of the Pac-12 losing two of its key members is there are some pretty serious talks happening right now between the Big 12 and the Pac-12. To either merge in some way or for the Big 12 to take on four, maybe upwards of six Pac-12 members to try and remain viable. The Big 12 has been picked on quite a bit over the past two or three decades in this realignment stuff. Most recently, seeing two of its power members, Oklahoma and Texas, announcing that they will depart for the SEC, which really preempted the Big 10's move to go across the country. To add two programs, and that's what is really unprecedented about this is the geographical footprint is really not much. Uh, it's sort of an illusion at this point. You had the Big Ten built around a Midwest slash uh, Northeast feel. You a Nebraska that fit right in there with you know your Iowa but now you're going across the country and creating all kinds of travel logistical headaches for teams that aren't football teams, having to travel to the West coast. If you're a soccer team or a baseball or softball team, uh, it's going to create some issues that they're going to need to resolve Uh, personally, it seems to me like they're not done exploring the Western part of the United States. Uh, you add a few other Western teams and now maybe you can break them out into divisions and you can lessen the headache of teams zigzagging across the country all fall, winter, and spring. We'll see what happens there. Uh, The SEC and the Big Ten, certainly a step ahead. You wonder what's going on with the ACC. There are some programs in that conference that would make some sense on the surface to go to the SEC, a program like Clemson or Florida State or Miami. Um, You've also got some ACC teams like a Pitt, North Carolina, Duke, that might make some sense for the Big Ten. Uh, Will the ACC remain viable? Will they push to expand and add a couple power brands to become more viable? Everybody's in this pursuit of television dollars, and the Big Ten happens to land not only two prestigious programs, but a huge television market in the Los Angeles market for both of those teams as they're at the negotiating table right now, maybe pushing for a deal for television rights that push a billion dollars. So adding these two teams at this time help in that effort. But that race is never-ending, and it's how we got here, and it's how the next steps of it, whatever they might be, end up unfolding we don't really know what a timeline might be but things are happening awfully quickly in all kinds of ways in college football not just with realignment that's one of the hotter issues right now but name image likeness and trying to regulate that and trying to adapt to a world where athletes can go seek out what they're worth on the open market the transfer portal um, all kinds of new issues in college football And I think it's probably, and most coaches and and administrators would probably agree, I don't know if there's ever been more rapid change in a sporting landscape than what's happening right now. So you might as well throw realignment and the Big Ten's bold move to go across the country. uh, Throw that right in there. The other part of this is positioning for any potential college football playoff expansion looks like expansion will be tabled into until 2025 when that contract is up. The number that has been discussed before it went away was maybe as many as 12 teams into a college football playoff. That's also going to need a dramatic uh, new vision for what that is to move away a little bit from the bowl structure, try to figure out how you handle home games versus neutral site games, how you attach uh, each of these rounds of a college football playoff Uh, to a particular bowl game if they want to maintain those connections. How you do this without adding games upon games upon games to an athlete's schedule, especially now with the prospect of more travel in some of these cases um, if if you are hitting this realignment situation where you're going to load up a couple more conferences, maybe the big 10 adds a couple more schools, maybe the sec or the ACC makes a move. The big 12 looks like they could be making a move to add teams from the, from the Pac 12 and remain um, a viable conference. How do you go about distributing uh, births to the new college football playoff? Whatever that ends up looking like when the conference structure, by the time we get to 2025, could look pretty different than we as we sit here today, as we sit in the middle of a pretty fast-changing environment. Uh, lots can happen. Obviously, super leagues look like um, a, a real possibility here. Um, how bids will be dispersed has to be ironed out. Uh, who gets automatic bids? When you have super leagues, if that is indeed where we're going and teams have subpar records an eight and four or nine and three, how do you compare those brutal schedules against teams that aren't competing in that environment? There's a lot to sort out. Those are just a few of the questions to throw out there, many of which begin anew after the Big Ten's announcement. Adding USC and UCLA, the college athletic world, is in the early stages of trying to adjust that. The Pac-12 has to adjust and either shrink, expand, maybe die. We'll see what happens with that. The Big 12 is kind of fighting for its life after losing Oklahoma and Texas. And the ACC might not be that far off if it looks like the SEC or somebody is going to start going after some of their members. So we're in the middle of change we had a big dose of it last week, but I think there's still probably more to come. All of which impacts Penn State's football program. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of the Blue White Breakdown. As always, be sure to follow along the daily Penn State podcast from Penn Live. Those can be found anywhere podcasts are, and everything else we do is available at PennLive.com/slash Penn State Football. We'll see you next time on the Blue White Breakdown.